Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go! For Yelich! He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Braun sends it to right center and deep. Get up! Ball and Glove Loving Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy Podcast, which is affiliated with Wisconsin Sports Heroics. I'm your host, Tyler. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. You can find my writing with my following Reeling the Brew and Wisconsin Sports Heroics on Twitter. Joining me today is my cheesehead loving buddy, Trevor. He is the host of the Packers Trilogy Podcast. He can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. Joining me on this gloomy, rainy evening, but a series split against the Padres here, so some good things to definitely talk about before we get into all that action. How are you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, it's this weather is nice. <laughs> we've, we've been spoiled. It was, what, 80s over the weekends, like mid to high 80s over the weekends, sunny, and, you know, we did get some rain as well, but now we're fucking like 45 and rainy and it's just disgusting outside. But, like you said, Tyler, split in the series is, I think, big time. Like, I would have been happy if the Brewers took one in the first series and two, or one in the first series and two in this one, yeah. So three wins, and they ended up getting five on the season series against the Padres. So I will definitely take that. Me too. And yeah, the rain is just in time for Memorial Day weekend. Like, go figure. It's supposed to be cold <laughs> all weekend. Just, of course. Thanks, Mother Nature. But, and we're both recording this with our hoods up and in sweatshirts like this should not be happening but you know whatever <laughs> yeah well it's not summer yet yeah we never get summer in wisconsin let's be real and cold this weekend it's 65 64 69 saturday through monday so you're fine you need to calm down sir <laughs> and it's sunny and not rainy it is rainy tomorrow but at least at least in portage yeah, well, I'm heading north, so it's a bit colder up there. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let's get into this Padres series recap here. The series started off on a high note with a 5-3 to win as Brandon Woodruff finally got run support. I know, who would have thought? We gave him five total runs of support. Came off a Manny Pena two-run homer in the second. That was a mistake middle-middle fastball from Blake Snell. We then added three runs in the fourth, courtesy of an Avi Garcia solo homer, and then a Colton Wong two RBI single. That hit by Colton Wong was super clutch. There was two outs in the inning. Wong was down to his last strike, and he was able to deliver against Snell lefty on lefty, and that gave the Brewers a comfortable cushion and chase Snell from the game. As for Woodruff, he was incredible. Gave up three hits all game with two hits coming in the first inning. After that, he was lights out who strike out eight batters over seven innings on exactly 100 pitches, and he was still pumping 98 in the seventh inning. Incredible stuff out of our ace there, who 
After this outing, improved his ERA to 1.41, which at the time was still the best among qualified starters. He had an F4 of 2.2, which was second best, and his whip of .70 was the best in the MLB right after that start. So needless to say, you think, all right, we're going to cruise to a win. And yeah, that, that's mainly true until the ninth inning. <laughs> like I said, up 5 nothing, and we send an inhale Perdomo. He gives up a leadoff walk followed by a Tommy Pham monster two-run homer. So great. Now we're down to a save situation. And then Perdomo beans the third batter in council, gets him the hell out of there, puts in Josh Hader, and it wasn't smooth sailing for Josh Hader either. He got Tatis to strike out on a changeup. That was incredible. That was the first out of the inning. And then a double made it 5-3. to three. And then just a few loud outs later, we were able to snag this victory it did come with some drama, though. JBG, JBJ ran down a line drive in the gap to win this one. Just a great jump on the ball there by JBJ. He made it a lot look a lot easier than what I think that play actually was. Game two, very disappointing. 7-1 to one loss on Corbin's, Corbin Burns Day. Burns issued three free passes and a hit batter, all of which came around to score in this game. So this is the most wild we've seen Burns all season. But I will say there was a little bit of a tight strike zone, especially early on. And the Padres also ran all over the Brewers, the tune of five stolen bases with four of them coming off Corbin Burns in this one. They really took advantage of his high leg kick, and Narvaez just had a dreadful game behind the plate. For instance, the first run of the game, it was scored on a first and third situation. Narvaez attempted to throw the runner out stealing second, his throw was late, and then Adamas's throw to the plate was late as well. Like, I don't know if Narvaez forgot that there was not two outs in the inning or, or there was a runner on third or whatever the deal was. It, it did not look pretty. Lindblom and Burns each got tagged with wild pitches in this one, so some more with Narvaez there, struggles behind the plate. And one of those wild pitches played at a run in the eighth inning. So all in all, it's a very dreadful game, very uncharacteristic of Burns, who entered this game with just two walks all season and ended with five after this outing. Game three, the Brewers lose in extra innings. Very, very unfortunate ending to this game. So it, it, we ruined an Eric Lauer day, which sounds really crazy because we pushed back Adrian Hauser's start, and now we're going to the six-man rotation. So Eric Lauer pitching against his former team, Josh Lindblom DFA'd in order to make room for him, and Lauer was incredible. He did allow a first inning run. I will admit, he was pretty shaky the first three innings. He was giving up some hits, giving up some walks, and then he settled in to go six inning strongs with just that one earned run from the first inning. And he did account for the only Brewer run of the game. He had a solo homer in the third inning, another Brewer pitcher who can rake. So with the game tied at one, we went into extra innings. Brett Suter was on the mound for the crew. He surrendered a leadoff hit, which plated a run. And yeah, that, that was, ends up being the difference in this one. Manny Machado did pinch hit in extra innings against Suter, and it was just great to see that Milwaukee did not forget the 2018 playoffs because that stadium was booing the crap out of him. That was awesome to hear. And the Brewers had a chance in the 10th to tie this up. Or maybe even win it, really, for that matter. For in the 10th, Adamas singled to left field, but here had to freeze on the play. So he was only able to advance one base. So now we got runners on the corner. JBJ up to plate, 
up to bat, and he hit a very hard grounder right at the second baseman, Jake Cronenworth. He made a diving play and threw Kesson here out at the plate by three to four steps to preserve the Padres' one-run lead. Absolutely crazy. And it's just crazy that that happened because the infield wasn't drawn in. Cronenworth had a dive. Then he delivered a perfect strike. And then to make matters worse, Robertson f- struck out on a foul tip while simultaneously losing the bat on the next batter. And then Colton Wong grounded out to end the game. So we, we failed to score. It's a very frustrating loss. And Hira just had a terrible secondary lead on that play. Like, he had, as in terrible, he didn't have one at all. He didn't even hustle down the plate. Like, you should at least slide and get down. Like, in the age of replay, you never know what the hell's going to happen. So I, I was very disappointed by that lack of hustle by Hira, and his lead was just absolutely terrible, that secondary lead. So that, that had me going to bed on a very, very sour note. Game four was a day game, which I will admit I did not watch because I work. And we won it, 6-5, to five, another 10-inning game. As I said, Adrian Hauser's start was pushed back. Well, he was on the mound in this finale, went five innings of one-hit baseball. Brewers put up some runs in the fifth inning as well. Back-to-back infield singles from Adamas and Garcia. And that gives us two runs. And immediately after that, the Padres reclaimed the lead off a uh, off three runs off of Richards. One of them was a two-run homer off from Eric Hosmer. In the seventh, Adamas came up big with a three-run homer that he just absolutely destroyed. It was like 427 feet. In the eighth inning with the lead, we put in Devin Williams. He struggled, gave up two runs to make it a 5-5 to game. And then this time we got the win in extra innings. JBJ gave us a single. And with the win on Thursday, we actually end up winning the season series five games to two against the Padres. We will not see them anymore until the playoffs, hopefully. So what were your overall thoughts on this series? I don't know if you know this, Tyler, but Brandon Woodruff is pretty fucking good at pitching a baseball. (laughs) He's incredible. And like you said, finally, he gets some run support. Finally. Well-deserved. I'm sure it had to feel incredible for Woodruff to pitch with a three- or five-run lead. Like, just amazing stuff. I I really enjoyed that. It was a fun outing for him. He deserves that. I just I can't say enough about that. And I, other than that, other than Brandon Woodruff, because he stood out to me, if you haven't figured out who my series MVP is yet, well, there it is. He really stood out to me, but it's it wasn't an impressive series otherwise for a lot of players outside of maybe Josh Hader was incredible yet again. But the offense, you look at the stat lines, and Willie Adamas was about the only one offensively that stood out. Obviously, there's home runs here and there, but a lot of those guys were one for whatever. So nothing spectacular offensively, but... It worked. A split with one of the best teams in the National League. You'll take that. Obviously, you'd like to do better. But like we mentioned already, 5-2 and two in the season series when I would have been happy with three wins in this season series and just barely losing the season series. You know, that's it's a pretty incredible uh, performance, I think, even though, as, especially offensively, no one really stood out save for Willie Adams. Yeah, and Willie Adamas had four hits in the finale of this game. So if it wasn't for that, 
we'd really be looking at these numbers like cringing because yeah. I, I thought it was really crazy. Like I took games two and three of this series. The Brewers had seven hits between those two games. You want to know how many stolen bases the Padres had? Six during the same two games. They almost outstole us than we did hits. That's just crazy stupid. The steals are another thing too. Like this is the I know the Padres run a lot. They're I think they might even be top the league in steals as a team, but they stole four bases off Corbin Burns himself. And we know he's got a high leg kick. And Omar Narvaez had a dreadful game behind the plate that day, but. Are you have cons- do you have any concerns about this moving forward? Like, is this a way to technically try and find a way to beat Corbin Burns, exploit him with the high leg kick by always getting in scoring position? So I'm going to answer this in the most non-analyst way ever. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the Padres first off, and then, and then I'll try to answer your question. But the Padres, playing them in MLB The Show, they steal... All the fucking time. It's impossible to stop them. So I understand. All the fucking, every single, like, their first and second hitter, if they get on base, you might as well guarantee. I couldn't throw them out at fucking third. They were stealing <laughs> third on me with ease. I I couldn't stop them no matter what I did. Yeah, so I think the Padres are a little different. I know uh, video games aren't going to show everything and, and be perfect, but... If it's that blatant in a video game and no one else steals on me, I'm guessing the Padres are pretty fucking good at it. So that's one thing. Second thing, you know, you're asking about if, is this a way to explode, expose Corbin Burns? Well, the rest of the league hasn't really gotten on base against Corbin Burns. So they can try to steal when they're in the dugout, but it's not going to work. <laughs> I just think it was a bad day. It's a bad day. Everyone has it. And Corbin Burns is going to bounce back promise and yeah, he doesn't I, fucking walk batters and he did in this game so it's just yeah. a bad bad game for him yeah very uncharacteristic i i don't think it's going to be a trend that we see like throughout the remainder of the season but if we match up with the padres again in the that playoffs could be an issue that could yeah be an issue. very much yeah um yeah speaking of pitching wise we're switching to a six-man rotation which is you know, a team said they're going to do it this year, and, you know, whatever. Before, I think you can kind of gauge how I feel about this based off the tone of my voice, but how do you feel about a six-man rotation? <laughs> I think that means what? I don't know exactly how the math works out, but I imagine that's at least a two, three starts, less for guys like Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. So that don't love that. I didn't know they were doing this, so can you tell me who, outside of Peralta, Hauser, and then obviously Woody and Burns, who are the last two? So they push back Adrian Hauser's Wednesday start in the series to Thursday, and they put Eric Lauer in and replace. Well, it's better than Lindblom. <laughs> well, yeah, your boy got DFA'd, so... He yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I texted Tyler, and I had the, the hands up. Thank Jesus emoji sent <laughs> when I saw that. Um, I'm sorry, Josh, but you make a lot of money. You can deal with the with the hate here on this immensely popular podcast, according to some. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't love the idea of a six-man rotation either. I think, like I said, the main reason 
is it takes away from number one and number two. But the second reason is it also takes away from the bullpen, right? You're you're taking away an arm from the bullpen to have an extra starter when inevitably in today's MLB, you're going to need a guy that can be in there as a longer relief. So I would rather have an extra longer relief type of pitcher than an extra starter. Yeah, I agree completely with the point of taking away starts. And I think it's just really odd timing that we do this because after the completion of this Padres series, we're in game seven or have completed seven out of 12 games where we don't have an off day. Like that, that's not too bad. And to implement the six man rotation right in the middle, that means Lauer's probably going to get one more start before the next off day. Um, but then after that in June, we have a stretch of 17 games in 17 days. If you want to do a six man rotation for that stretch, like, yeah, sure. I get it. It's a, a smaller portion of the schedule, but if they're going to keep that rolling throughout like all of June, uh, I'm just not a fan of it. You're going to miss out on, like you said, two to three starts from our aces. And I know longevity is, is good, but we have no reason at this point to say, Hey, Woodruff, Burns, Peralta, they need some more rest. Like, we have no reason at this point. Yeah. So I think Freddie is making a run at being in that, like being mad when he's losing starts too now. Right. So if all three of them don't get two starts because of this, that's six games. If they all three don't get three starts, that's nine games sitting here in late May. You cannot tell me that, you are expecting the Brewers to be, you know, nine games up because those nine games are going to be big. The Brewers are going to have a fight in the NL Central and nine games difference of your starters versus your meh starters, for lack of a better term. Like, you want the good ones out there. You want the guys that you trust out there as much as possible. So, yes, in small stints, I get it. The 17 and 17, yeah, go for it. Do two rounds of six starters or even three. Like that gets you to 18 games and then go back to a five-man rotation. I just I just hope this isn't a long-term, like you said, Tyler, because if it is, that that's an issue. Right, and it's not like Eric Lauer is going to deliver six innings of one-and-run baseball throughout all these starts either because <laughs> that was just crazy. I think maybe he just dominates the the NL West, right? Like he, always, he has got a good track record against the Dodgers. Now he just did really good against his former team. Those are the only teams he can start against maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, you hinted at it already. You already gave us your series MVP. But who do you got for honorable mentions? Well... I think Willie Adamas deserves some some credit there. Um, and I basically talked about all my honorable mentions. It's Adamas and Hader because Hader continues to be really good. You have in here, Tyler, .92 ERA, another save. Now, this might be wrong, but I heard he's up there in the league lead or at least the NL lead in saves. Like he's in like the top five or something, right? Yep, he is. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been really, really impressive, amazing. Like, back to, is it is it four in a row for the Brewers NL reliever of the year? Because Hayter is making his case this year uh, to win three out of four years and his other one being his, his partner there for the eighth inning in Devin Williams, who has not gotten to the same level 
you know, we thought he's starting to come back and I didn't watch his outing. So I don't know what his two earned runs were, uh, but hopefully he continues to get back to that form too. And it's, it's really lights out when you get to the eighth and ninth. Yeah. Josh Hader is my MVP for this. Even though he's only got one save, we pitched him in three out of the four games, struck out five batters. And like you said, he's just been, I think this is the best we've seen Josh Hader. I made that assessment after one month into the season. And now I'm going to say it again after two, like the velocity is up. His slider when it, he's, has such good command of it this year, and he's not afraid to throw the change-ups this year, which has been a an extra added wrinkle that just keeps and, hitters off balance. And more to your point, three out of four last year or two years ago, he would have for sure been rocked in that third outing. Like if he would have went three out of four two years ago, that's when we started getting nervous to see him come out, right? It, most of the time it was three in a row. But three out of four, I feel like we would have been nervous. And now it's just like shut down. It's over, right? So Hayter is is very impressive and well-deserved. He is definitely well-deserved of, of this MVP for this series. And if Woodruff and Hayter continue pitching like they have been and are, the Brewers still have a chance, even though they're struggling around them specifically offensively. And I think a big part with Hayter is we know he's only going to get one inning this year. Craig Council has made that very clear. He's your traditional closer machines, one inning at a time. And that's what allows you to pitch three out of four games in a big series against a really good team. So I like it. I like it a lot. Let's switch over to Dud. Who do you got? Well, can I pick the rest of the offense? You can do whatever your heart desires. I <laughs> I have co-duds. These two combined, ready for this? You ready for this? One for 23 with eight strikeouts. Oof. Three walks. I got three walks. I got on base four times total. That is Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain. We need more. We need more out of these guys, just flat out. You know, I've been talking about JBJ getting some work and, and helping us out a little bit. Obviously, he got a big RBI to in that last game. But still, Lorenzo Cain, Christian Yelich, we need these two guys. If JBJ steps up, we l- don't need Lorenzo Cain quite as much. But Christian Yelich, we need him. Um, absolutely need him. And we need both of these guys to step up and... It is just not happening. It's pretty ugly if you look at the the outfield in general. Kane, 1 for 15 with 6 strikeouts. Uh, Yelich, 0 of 8 with 2 strikeouts. JBJ, 1 of 10 with 3 strikeouts. Obviously, that one hit was pretty big time. Um, and obviously, El Garcia was 1 of 8. He had the home run, an RB, so he had an RBI there. And then 4 strikeouts. Terrible in the outfield that needs to give it that is supposed to be the best outfield in baseball and you get three fucking hits come on yeah i don't disagree it's super frustrating super super frustrating because christian yelich is my dud as well and it's not just because he went hitless this series it's because he's just not back yet you gave him mvp last series like saying yes he's gonna keep it going and pfft, 
<laughs> nope. That went the wrong way. So I guess it's Sorry, my turn everyone. to give him the dud. <laughs> yeah, and he had a chance. Probably. Yeah, he had a chance on Wednesday night. He was up in the ninth inning or tenth inning, whichever it was. He had a chance to give us a a game-winning hit and did not come through. Did not come through. So we need him to start producing. Timely hitting. We've said that before. We need some timely hitting out of players. Uh, Keston Hira, also 1 of 12 this series, six strikeouts. Honorable mention, yep. Yeah, that sucks. First first series back, obviously the strikeouts, six, whatever, I'm used to it. He did have some longer at-bats, like he had multiple eight pitch at-bats that just didn't necessarily end in his favor. But he was still missing on pitches that were like middle-middle that you should be driving. And not good, not good. Do you think we called him up too soon, or are we just overreacting? No, it's one series. And one series against a good team. Like it's not like they have shit pitchers that he and he still didn't hit anything. I think it's fine. I think if there's three series like this, you know, one for let's just say twelve with five plus strikeouts in three straight series, then we can start freaking out. But it takes some time. I, I mean I don't know. I've never done it. But I imagine it takes some time to go from AAA to MLB level. And, you know, sometimes I'm hitters come up and, and they can continue to rake. Um, but there is a jump. There's a reason why they call call it calling them up, because it is up. It's not like it's just level. There is a difference between AAA and MLB pitchers. And, you know, a series or two, I will give Keston before I start worrying if he's back to what we saw at the beginning of the year. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. I think that's the way to go about it. And we got the Nationals coming up next. Three-game series against them. That's concluding on Sunday. We do have Memorial Day coming up on Monday. We start a series against, I think, the Tigers then on Monday. So with the holiday, we're going to take the Nationals series off. We're on vacation. So, woo! <laughs> Um, so we will not be recapping that Nationals le- national series, but we will be back to recap the Tigers series. So that'll be coming back next week. So we're not doing much of a preview here in that regard. And we're going to get out of here. And hopefully we come back to, to a lot more wins after the holiday weekend. And, and the Brewers starting to trend upward in the right direction as we now switch over to June, which is scary to think about. So we will be back with that. And we will talk to you later, Brewer fans. Trust in Stearns.